on the floor, now my jewelry box froze Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in a cold Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll Can't fold, that's a no, headshot, case closed What is up guys, it's Andy Frisella And this is the show for the realists, say goodbye to the lies The fakeness and delusions of modern society And welcome to motherfucking reality Guys, today we have Q and AF That's where you submit the questions And I give you the answer Uh I don't know what is, it? is AF as fuck. Yeah, or is it Andy for sell it, or is it just like what is it? Is it yeah. both? Okay, I don't even know. Questions, All right? and- but anyhow, where do they submit their questions? Email those questions in, guys, to ask Andy at andyforsella.com. All right, and then I answer them. And whether I give you the Andy for or the as fuck answer, it's probably the same. Let's be real. Yeah. Um, then we have CTI. Okay, for you new guys who are just showing up because we're growing uh, literally by the week. Um, we have CTI format, which is cruise the internet. We'll get to that here probably uh, tomorrow. Uh, it's usually like kind of an every other day type thing. Um, that's where we put three headlines up and we talk about how much crazy shit's going on in the world. And we talk about the problems. We, we expose uh, the reality behind the marketing that is the headline. And then on Q&AF, which is what you're going to hear today, we, we provide what is the solution because the solution is our own personal excellence. We can bitch, we can complain, we can talk about how fucked up the world is, but at the end of the day, we all rule our own little world, okay? And in our own world, personal excellence, our own habits are what matters, okay? So if we want to solve the problems, it's going to come down to our own development. Then we have Real Talk, which Real Talk is where I get on, I give you a short burst of some heat, maybe four, maybe 20, maybe seven, I don't know how many minutes, but it's, it's very short. All right. And uh, sometimes you're going to walk away and you're like, God, he's a fucking asshole. And then sometimes you're going to walk away and say, man, he's a fucking genius. And sometimes you're going to walk away and you're going to say, man, he's a fucking dumbass. But it doesn't matter how you walk away. What matters is, is this a fucking truth? Uh, then we have full length. Full length is where I bring on my rich, successful, badass friends who have accomplished amazing shit. We talk about how ordinary they are and how you can do the same exact things they do, because that's the truth. Now. We do have a fee for the show, and the fee is very simple. Tell somebody about the show, okay? Uh, I've never ran ads on the show. I don't run ads for the show. I work entirely off word of mouth. We're one of the biggest podcasts in the world. I could make close to, if not more than $30 million a year based off the math that I've been presented of what these podcasts can make. I don't take a dollar for it. And the reason I don't is because I don't want to answer to anybody. I don't want my message to be convoluted with anybody else's message. I want it to be pure. So in exchange for that, I would appreciate if you help us grow the show. Now, as always, I'm joined by my sexy chocolate co-host, Mr. DJ. Hello, children. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, dude? Oh, nothing much, man. How was, uh, you had a big weekend this weekend. Yeah, it was a big weekend, you man. Yeah, your birthday. Yeah. How old are you now? 27. 27 years old. 27, man. man. I always forget that you're so young. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> and you also had Father's Day. How was that? I had Father's Day too. Yeah, no, dude, it was awesome, man. I had to make, make sure Alex knew very, very clearly, like, hey, listen, don't, we're not celebrating this shit together. These two separate things. Oh, dude, that's like pe- my cousin Nick has a birthday on yeah. Christmas. Uh, you know, yeah, so it's like whole, that would suck. Ah, uh, bro, really his whole suck. life it's Christmas and birthday present. Yeah, well, that, that's, that's. I mean, the good thing is like Father's Day is apparently is like I was looking at these things. Father's Day is the like on the list of most celebrated holidays is number twenty. So like it go it goes it goes Christmas and then Mother's Day 
And then I don't even, I can't even think of 15 or fucking 18 other fucking holidays. But well, Father's you know, Day is like we, number we've 20. We've dealt with, a, with two decades of removing the father from the yeah. household. Yeah, that's real. All right. And we're seeing the results of it in the real world. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. you men out there who are fathers, you need to take that responsibility serious. Very, very serious. You know, even man. if you're not a father, you need to take the leadership of a father serious. All right. You know, well, see, that's the thing, man, because there's fathers and there's, there's people I call father figures. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I consider you a father figure, bro. Like, I mean, the amount of fucking. To who? I mean, to all the not to you young girls and boys that nah, you fucking bro, made a, into I'm, adults. I'm not old enough to be father figure yet. I'm big brother figure. Yeah, that's real. That's all real. Right. Well, I mean, the, yeah, motherfucker, get, give about five more years, man. Okay, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> Listen, I'm daddy figure. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a different daddy. But yeah. yeah. Uh, no, dude, I appreciate that though. Real talk. You know, I had a lot of messages yesterday from from a lot of people who said similar things and. um you know, it's very much appreciated, but you know, at the end of the day, man, it's about leadership. Yeah. Whether you're a father or you're not a father, you know, us men have to fucking step the fuck up. True. That's it, dude. And, uh, you know, we've, le- we've let society beat us out of our homes, beat us out of our voice, beat us out of our courage. Um, you know, not all of us, not me, but yeah. I mean, it's, you know, I'm only as good as the enough weakest fucking other man. Yeah. Enough of us. So, I'm willing to stand with those men. Like, yeah. you guys got to step the fuck up. All right? So, uh, I appreciate all the fathers out there. You know, I got real lucky, dude. I got lucky as fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, people don't... I don't talk about luck in very, very often, right? Yeah. I got lucky as fuck with both my parents. Yeah. All right? I learned very, very, very... You know, we didn't have a perfect relationship growing up. We didn't have a perfect household. Shit was fucked up, you know, by, by traditional standards. But it always worked. Yeah. And I, I, I got to see and experience some amazing lessons from both parents. Um, sometimes they were what to do. Sometimes they were what not to do. Right. Right. But um, I consider myself super lucky to have the experiences I had growing up. And Emily and I were talking. It was really weird, dude. We were talking. We had to uh, ride out to uh, my brother's farm for Enzo's birthday because he's got the same birthday as you. Mm-hmm. And um, we were talking about like, like, cause dude, I don't really ever talk about how fucked up some of the shit was that, that went on when I was a kid. Yeah. And I, I don't, I don't complain about it. You know, Emily knows about it. You know, I've told you about it, yeah. shit like that, but I don't talk about it publicly and I don't whine about it. And I don't cry about it. And she said, well, dude, I think that's the reason why you get so aggravated with people that just fucking quit whenever they face something hard because mm-hmm. the shit that you faced has been way fucking harder yeah. and you've overcome it. And yeah. I, I never thought about it like that, but it's true. Yeah. Like if I fucking really told the story of some of the shit that I fucking went through growing up, not just like, I mean, bro, I could go on and on and on. And like, everybody's got a story like that. Everybody, yeah. nobody has this perfect fucking childhood. No, you know, and we we got society no now. No matter that, what you see on the outside, yeah, we, like, dude, we're uh, all comparing ourselves and our family and our upbringing to some fucking Walton's, mm. you know, fucking perfect American family standard. And the reality is, is that's super fucking rare. Yeah, and you know, we have to evaluate our lessons and be thankful for the hardships that we did have as a child. Because, dude, those aren't the things that fuck us up. Those are the things that taught us what to do and what not to do. Exactly. And like, I look at like some of the more fucked up things that I witnessed growing up that, you know, if I fucking got on here with, with, uh, my friend, Dr. Nicole Lapera and had a fucking therapy session, you all motherfuckers jaws would be on the floor. Mm-hmm. Right. 
But the the point of it is, is I learned a lot of shit. Yeah. And I wish people would take that that perspective instead of the self victimizing perspective of, you know, oh my god, I had such a hard time, motherfucker. Lots of people had a hard time. Lots of people you don't even know had a hard time. Yep. Lots of people had a really fucking hard time and choose not to tell the whole world about it because they don't want to fucking victimize themselves yep. and make it seem like, you know, they're a victim. Yeah. Dude, I, th I think that's the difference, man. Like, you, when you talk about real fucking struggle, real hardship, like, though, you won't see those com people complaining about it. Like, nah. You know, you just won't. No, because, dude, at the end of the day, bro, they all, all winners understand. There's nothing noble about wallering in your fucking victimhood. No. Like, there's nothing about it. The only noble thing that comes from the bad things that you that happen to you is you overcoming it and then and then showing people that you could still be a winner. Right. You know, right. and and I wish, you know, I think it's coming back. Um, the tide is turning and people are recognizing the importance of winners and losers and teaching reality and teaching how to overcome and not be a fucking victim and to toughen the fuck up. That's all coming back. But man, like some of y'all out there are just total pussies. Like I just got to yeah. be completely honest with you. And yeah. you say, but uh, 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 bro, I look at some <laughs> of the shit y'all went through and I fucking laugh. Yeah, exactly. Like some of the shit y'all complain about on the internet, I fucking laugh at. Yep. Like I'm like, you're really complaining about that? Yeah. Like really? That's the thing. Like I think I adopted that mentality. Like I had to when I was super young, but it was just like, I just had this mindset where it was like, yeah, like, okay, like, it might not be fucking great right now, but, like, no matter how bad you think you have it, yeah. there's always going to be somebody that has it worse. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's so like, just, I'm like, all right, cool. I can keep moving. Yeah. Like, it is what it is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, like, like people, I, I, it's an intrinsic, like, belief that the people think they go through some bad shit and, like, that's the worst fucking thing that's ever happened to not only that, anybody in the fucking world. Yeah, dude. You know what I'm saying? It's like, no, that's that might be the worst thing Bro, that happened to you. It's not fucking fair for anyone. Yeah. It's not fair for you. It's not fair for me. It's not fair for fucking DJ. It's not fair. And once you accept that it's not fair, and then you accept on top of that, that it's going to be hard. Every fucking day you wake up, every fucking minute after you decide that you're going to be great, when you make that decision finally, I'm going to do something with my fucking life. Every motherfucking day from now until the day you die, is going to be difficult. It's going to be hard. There are going to be things to overcome. You make the mistake of assuming that the day is supposed to be easy. And when it's not, you're frustrated and you're angry and you're disappointed and you're pissed off. That's not reality. You have a unfair, unrealistic expectation. Yep. Just accept that it's going to be hard. The minute you decide to do anything other than what every other motherfucker is doing on the planet, just accept that you are going to wake up every day and it's going to be hard. And then once you understand that when it's, you know, the hard comes every day, which it does, there hasn't been a day that I've woken up in the last 20 motherfucking years that has gone exactly as I planned it. Right, right. Okay? Once you accept that and that that's part of the price that you're going to pay to be something more, it's a lot easier. Yeah. Do you, do you, and do you think that's because people confuse a good day with easy and hard days? You know what I'm saying? Like, well, yeah, like, dude. Like, look what people look what people value success to be. Yeah. Like when you say, "Hey, man, what's your dream?" They don't say, "Hey." People don't say, "Hey, I want to build an amazing company that employs a bunch of people and makes their lives better, and then also serves all these customers." That they don't talk like that. What do they say? 
They say, oh, you know what? I want a fucking bass boat. Or, or I want to fucking sit on the beach and I want to retire down to Zihuatanejo, you know, and I want to I want to chill with some fucking Coronas. Like, bro, that's not a dream. That's called a fucking vacation. Take one now. Right. OK, go take it. Right. Come back. Build something that you're actually proud of, that actually builds a legacy, that actually serves people, that actually fulfills people and then fulfills you as well. Yeah. You know, the idea of what success is has been highly manipulated by the same media that's been manipulating us all for the fucking however long. Yep. Because, bro, I, I was talking to a friend yesterday and uh, we were talking about dogs and I'm like, you know, uh, he posts a picture of his dog and I said, bro, that's the best the fucking, the best it gets. Hmm. And he's like, man, and this guy's successful. And he's like, man, that is the best that is the best that it gets. And I go, yeah, but the thing is, it's like you got to go out and get somewhere to actually appreciate that the right way. Right. Does that make sense? Right, right, right. Like you don't, you don't understand how good your life is because you haven't gone out and built anything to understand what it actually takes to give you the perspective of how much you should appreciate what you already have. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's like real, you man. have to, you have to go out and experience it. There's a famous quote. I forget who said it, but they said something like, you know, I think everybody should be rich and famous. So they, I think it was Jim Carrey. I think he said, I think everybody should be rich and famous so they understand that it's not the solution to all the problems. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's real, man. Like, I, I, success isn't fucking money. Success is not cars. Success yeah. is not this. But it's also not being a fucking average fucking Joe and thinking that your biggest life accomplishment is like fucking donating some sperm to somebody's vagina and popping out some kids that you don't even fucking take care of no and then shit. claiming like, oh, I'm a family man. That's weak ass shit too. That's fucking fact. And a man. lot of people sell out their work ethic saying, oh, you know what? I don't need any of that shit. Nobody needs the shit I have. Fucking nobody needs it. I have that shit because I want it. Right. Understand that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So when you, when, you know, a lot of people cop out under the, oh, I'm a, I'm a you know, it's both. You know, but they try to be like, well, you know what? I don't care about that. I care about my family instead. Okay. How do you know I don't care about my fucking family? Exactly. Like, bro, it's both. Yeah. It's not either or. Stop copping out on, on your, the rest of your life because you fucking donated some sperm into a vagina. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know how many people claim that yeah. shit and oh, they're, yeah. they're actually terrible parents? Oh, yeah. They can barely provide. They don't teach their kids shit. shit they're not wor working with their kids. And they sit there and claim, I'm a, you know, I'm a family man. Yeah. You ain't a family nothing. No, 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 man. I, I think it's awesome, too, though. Just on the, on the point of fucking, like, having it hard, bro. Like, like you, you really changed my perspective. This was probably two years ago about test days. Like, when I first started, like, like, really buying into the test days, man. It's like, as hard as your day, you could have a really, really shit day. You still get your shit done. Every day. That's a win. That's yeah. still a fucking great day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, use those negative Dude, opportunities. Dude, ask anybody that knows me. When I say, when someone asks me, they say, how's your day? How was your day? The answer I always give is, I got my shit done. Yeah. That's right. it. Right. That's all I fucking care about. I don't fucking care about how I feel. I care about getting the shit done. Yeah. And I know that the feelings are going to ebb and flow and go up and down and up and down and up and down. And how I feel about the work is going to change by that fucking hour, like the weather. Right. <clears throat> right. But as long as it keeps getting done... We're moving. Exactly. We're, we're getting places. No matter how fucking shitty that day. Yeah, I fucking love it, man. Bro, it's an American obligation to be fucking successful. It just is. Yeah. To be as successful as you can be. That doesn't mean necessarily monetarily, all right? Take the parent person I'm talking about a minute ago. 
Um, yeah, you might have kids. That doesn't mean you're fucking successful at it. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, yep. so be a better fucking parent. Like, maybe you're not going to go out and become a fucking millionaire. You should be, but maybe you're not. Maybe that's not, maybe that's not in the cars for you. Then what you should be doing is equipping the next generation to go further than you. Right. right. Anyway, we got a show to do and I could yeah. go on and on. But yeah, no, I would love it. It was a great conversation, man. Yeah. Love it. Well, uh, I got some good ones for you. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> Let's knock into these, man. Andy, right. question number one. Uh, Andy, I have my first public speaking event coming up in August. It's for suicide and overdose awareness. So I'd like to do my absolute best. When you first started public speaking, what were some things you did to be uh, at your best when you stepped on stage? Any tips or tricks of the trade? Um, yeah, dude. I, you know, look, it's a skill, okay? Um, when I took public speaking in college, I got a D, all right? And the reason I got a D was because I said curse words in my fucking speech. <laughs> um, I went off script. I wasn't polished. Uh, I was I was too raw. Okay, and I and I got a D for it. And I was told that I would never be. You know, public speaking just isn't what you are. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so my my main advice to anybody out there that wants to speak is to be authentically who you are, and that doesn't mean curse. Yeah. That doesn't mean you know, like, dude, let's be real. Cursing is a fucking art form. Uh, and some of you sound stupid. I probably sound stupid 30% of the time, 60% of the time. I'm amazing. 10% of the time you can't touch it. Right. Okay. Right, right. So, um, not, it's not made for everybody to do that. So when, when people hear authentically or be raw or be real, sometimes they hear like, talk like me. Right. Right. And that's not right. who you are. What I mean by that is like, be who you are. Like, go out there, be, be, don't be afraid to be transparent with who you are. Like, I think the thing that's always helped me with my speaking is, like, I don't ever go up there and talk to people from, uh, like, like, my fucking ivory tower. Like, mm, like I always make yeah. sure and let people know, like, dude, I'm fucking no different than any of you. Right. I'm just further along down the path. And I also think that the more you've accomplished and the more that your resume speaks for itself, the more your life speaks for itself the easier it's going to be. A lot of people out there want to start public speaking before they've actually built anything, and they see that as the career. That's not the career, dude. But you, nobody wants to listen to someone who hasn't actually built anything. I see a lot of people out there trying to become speakers or become podcasters or become like known for like talking when they haven't really fucking built anything. Right. What are you talking about? And, and you, what uh. you have to understand, like you may have some good things to offer, but- when people look at you, they're going to say, well, what have you done? And that's for all of you. And no matter who you are, um, I was talking to a young guy who, who I know um, who's trying to become a motivational type speaker. And he came to one of the Arte events and he's like, hey, dude, what can I do to, to get better? And I'm like, bro, build shit. Mm. Build shit. You're fucking 26 years old. Build shit. Right. Go build shit for the next 10 fucking years. Then talk about it. Right. Okay. And that's, that's the thing. Like I, before I ever spoke, before I ever was asked to speak, I was like almost 14 years into business. Mm. I had built something. I had a, I had a hundred million dollar business almost when I started fucking speaking. Yeah. And you know, my track record speaks for itself. 
So like when people say, well, what's that guy done? Well, there's a long motherfucking list of shit I've done. Yeah, no shit. So there's, that gives people a reason to listen to what I say. When you actually don't have that true track record of winning, what you say sounds like parroting other people who have done it. Yeah. And that's not the goal. Right. You know, the goal isn't to be a speaker. The goal is to be someone who's built shit and then show people how you built it. And whenever you've built shit, your ability to speak, your ability to uh, captivate an audience, your ability to get people to listen comes automatically because your credibility is there. Right. And there's a lot of people trying to put the fucking cart before the horse. And that's just a really hard path. And I know some guys who are quote unquote speakers and really haven't built anything. And even though, even the ones who are the absolute fucking best of those guys are still not even close to the top level of speakers because they don't have the same credibility as the guys at the top. Right. So the guys at the top have amazing speaking ability and they have fucking real life success to back it up on a massive scale. Yep. And then there's this another level below that. And I'm talking about being the best in the world. Like, dude, that's what I talk about here. Right. Like I'm not, I listen, one thing you're gonna learn about me is everything I say, every piece of advice I get, it comes from a perspective of wanting to be the absolute best in the world. Not now, if you want to just have a show or you want to just go speak at the groups and shit around your town, that's that's cool. You could right. do that. And that's a great thing to do because it allows you to have the practice and the reps to get your ability to speak. But you should also simultaneously be concentrating on building shit in a real way because eventually you're going to get to be 35 years old, 40 years old, 45 years old, and that same spiel that's working for you now ain't going to work because people are going to say, well, what'd you do with your own shit? Right. Right. You see what I'm saying? You get called out. Yeah. yeah. And then like some of these dudes, like, and I started this way too. Like, bro, when I first started speaking, I was fucking fat and I got away with it a little bit because I was successful financially. Still had the credibility. But it yeah. wasn't until I took my whole package and made it complete where mm. I was financially successful uh, on in many different projects, not just one. Right. Okay. And by the way, that's not saying for you to go out and start seven different things. I'm we're talking 14 years in the business here. Right. All right. In one business, yeah. Correct. So, you know, like, dude. But it wasn't until I, I, I galvanized my package to where I became fit and I, I put the mental investment into becoming mentally harder and all of these things that everything then started to go much faster in, in, in an omnipresent direction where I was getting opportunity everywhere. Every, and not, like now, you know, I pick and choose. Right. So, you know, like, dude, my tips, you know, are to practice, take reps, but also build shit in real life because in 10 years, you're going to want to be able to show that you know what the fuck you're talking about. And dude, while it may seem like everybody right now wants to talk about emotions and vulnerability and Feelings. their trauma and this and that, I can promise you in 10 years, they're still going to want to talk about fucking money. They're still going to want to talk about balling. They're still going to talk about building amazing shit. And if you don't have amazing shit, the stories that you tell are not going to be as impactful. That's the truth. Not and when I say amazing shit, I don't mean like cars and shit. I'm just saying an amazing story of what you've done. You know, like what you have to have built a real life. You know, it's not just, hey, man, I'm going to be a speaker. Yeah. <laughs> like that's not something to even aspire to. 
Why would you aspire to talk about things that you never actually experienced with your own fucking life? Right. Why would you aspire to teach things that you've never done? I don't understand why you would even do that. Yeah. The only reason I do what I do is because I feel obligated to share the lessons that I was blessed to learn. Mm -hmm. And I know it's important for people to learn these lessons so that they can go out and be successful. And then, you know, that ripple effect will help build this culture back that we need, Yeah, you know? And so I don't know, man, like people think it's all this glorious shit. It's really not that fucking cool, bro. Like it's not, it's not that cool. Like it's not that cool to go to a fucking speaking event and like sit in a green room yeah. and, and like, like it's just, People have the, this idea that it's some kind of like glorious thing. It's, it's. No, a lot of times it's really fucking exhausting. Yeah, it's exhausting. <laughs> and honestly, dude, like, I don't know how to say this, but like, a lot, like, honestly, like a lot of it's cheesy as fuck to me. Mm. Like, like I, I, I've been known to go on stage and be like, why the fuck are you guys even here? Right. You see yeah. me do it. Yep. Yep. You know, yep. like, why the fuck do you guys pay to come to this shit? You know, and I kind of insult people, but I'm getting them to understand, like, dude, this is not the shit that builds you. The shit that builds you is waking up every day and grinding it the fuck out. Right. It's out there in the real world. Yes, dude. Yeah. And yeah. like, I appreciate you making investments, but you got, you know, when you got all these coaches and all these people saying, oh, you know, you'll spend money on fucking this, but you won't spend money on coaching. Like, bro, that's your sales pitch. <laughs> Your sales pitch, that, that's a sales pitch from somebody who hasn't built a life that exactly. anybody wants. Exactly. When you've built a life that everybody wants and when you've built a, something that is mysterious to the point of like, holy shit, how the fuck did they do that? And it's amazing and it's crazy and it's like fucking, now people want to hear what the fuck you have to say even if you're talking about farts. <laughs> that's real. It's the fucking truth. That's real. Yeah. 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 So you want to be a great speaker? Go build some shit that's so amazing that you could talk about anything you want and still get paid. <laughs> that's real. Man. I think that's about the best advice I can get. Yeah, that's real. <clears throat> that's real. Andy, question number two. Uh, Andy, I'm a general contractor, and some of my customers have been difficult to deal with recently. They constantly call, text, and show up at job sites and announce. Everything they need to know is written in our contract agreement, including project timeline, payment plans, et cetera. I don't want to come off as disrespectful, but it's consistently slowing us down and making it hard for us to do our jobs. How do you deal with overbearing customers that do this? Are you new to construction? Yeah, I was saying no shit. I mean, I grew up in construction, around construction people, and, and the whole, like, bro, you have to be somewhat hard to deal with people. Like, like bro, customers are going to, especially in construction, bro, they're going to fucking yell at you. They're going to scream at you. They're going to demand shit that you can't do. Right. Like, it's hard. It, you know, I would say that dealing with customers and construction is probably one of the hardest fucking things there is to do because people want their shit done right now. Right. Because a lot of times they're inconvenienced by it mm -hmm. or they have workers at their house they don't want or they're waiting to move into a house. Like, it's always under a, a stressful situation that we're dealing when it comes to construction. So I grew up in that world. And, I, you know, I think the best thing to do is to always just tell the truth. Let them know where you're at. You know, um, you know right now, it's hard to get people to build shit because there, ain't, there, there isn't enough material. Some people don't want to work. You know, so, like, I, I just think treating customers honestly and telling them where yeah. I, I think the biggest problem comes in construction 
and from this is my personal experience of being on both sides of it. I think it comes from the lack of the ability to communicate honestly. I think sometimes the the people in construction are afraid to tell the truth. They don't want to like tell the present the real price or they don't want to, they don't want to, um, you know, tell how long the job's really going to take because they think the person won't fucking pay it or won't do it. Right. When, you know, let's say the customer, all they're looking for is the fucking truth is don't tell me it's going to take two fucking weeks if it's going to take six fucking months. Exactly. Say it's going to take fucking six months. Okay. Don't tell me it's going to be 200 grand if it's going to be 500 grand. Right. Tell me it's going to be 500 grand. Right. And, and you know, uh, there's a big culture issue in construction and the, the methodical way of nature of how it works is these contractors typically agitate the customers unintentionally because of the culture in construction. Mm-hmm. The culture in construction is to present a low bid and then tack on the shit as it goes. At the end, yep. And, and dude, I, you know, I think that's, I think every person has dealt with that shit and they're fucking over it. Just like they're over with the media, uh, you know, lying to us about everything. Just like they're over fucking the woke bullshit. Mm-hmm. People are catching on to all these little tactics. They're smart. The information is flowing too fast. And I think if you want to be successful in construction, which, which is going to be a massive, massive operation moving forward you guys think that it's, it's the opposite i think i think it's the big one of the biggest opportunities because i personally think that people are going to start wanting to build beautiful shit again not brutalism fucking bullshit right so um my point on this whole thing is basically i think there's an opportunity for contractors to do business a little bit differently and start beating some of these nickel and dime fuck fuck idiots yeah. you know what i'm saying like yeah. Like, I can't stand that fucking bullshit when it comes to construction as a customer. And I think if companies started being more transparent with their price up front, what, the, what it's going to be, and then following through, yeah. you know, to develop that word of mouth, I think that's the biggest thing that you could do because it's very lacking in that construction industry. Yeah. Well, what about like over, even just over-delivering on the end Yeah, end every result. time. Yeah. And you should over-deliver See, dude, and, and when people say, well, fucking so-and-so said they could do it for 200, you're telling me it's going to do 500? Then you explain how they're going to do what they're going to do. Right. Right? Right. Yeah, they say 200 now, but. This is how it's not going to be 200. <laughs> exactly. So take the opportunity, instead of getting defensive or thinking you have to play the discount game, to say, hey, sir, let me run you through how this works traditionally, and I'm, I'm telling you this, and they're this, and then you fucking deliver on it faster and cheaper than what you told them. Now, all of a sudden, you've got a really good testimonial, mm-hmm. okay? Then you market that testimonial out, right? And you start building that one by one by one. Yep. This is how, if I were to start a construction company here in, in this area, this is how I would do it. And I would kick the fuck out of everybody. Fuck yeah. Okay? So I'm not gonna, so don't worry. Yeah. I'm, uh, but if I, if I was going to, that's what I would do. <laughs> yeah. I would start at one. <laughs> I would start at another. I would start at another. I would start at another. And before you know it, I'd have 10 motherfuckers that I invested the, these first year or two into these jobs who are fucking all saying the same shit. Mm-hmm. Then when I have the conversation where the customer says a year from now, oh, well, you're saying 500, they're telling me 200. And you'd be like, yeah, call these people. Right. Okay, this is, this is how it worked out. Right. You see what I'm I, saying? I think, I, you think that's because, like, I guess in construction, in, in, in contracting and shit, there's not really a whole lot of repeat customers, right? 
Five there, is like one no, and done. No, that's not. There is a lot of repeat customers, bro. That's a fucking misconception. Hmm. That's why people treat them like shit. First of all, hmm. you have to understand we're you're not you're not selling them a job today. You're selling them. You're selling every single construction project they're ever going to need for the rest of their life, okay, from now until they fucking die. And not only that, every single time someone comes to their home or their place of business or wherever you did this project, and then they point at it, they're going to say, oh, yeah, that's fucking Andy, blah, 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 blah. Right. Okay? So you're not just selling all their projects for life. You're selling all those conversations in the middle of now until the day they die about that project to every single person they talk to. Right. So you have to understand you're not selling just the fucking product that you're delivering on. You're selling the story that's told about it. Mm. And once you start to understand that now you're thinking about lifetime cycle of a customer, not fucking what you said. One and done. Yeah. 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 Oh, well, you know, they're just going to build this one thing. That's not true. Mo, bro, you come to me and you fuck up a job for me. It'll probably put you out of business, if I'm being honest. Because yeah. if I start telling the story, I'm friends with enough people who are friends with enough people that it'll just ruin your reputation. Yeah. You know, and you don't want to do the job for, you don't want to do the job of your competitor by making yourself look bad and under-delivering and over-promising. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's, that's what happens in construction. And typically, customers in the construction life cycle you know, the, the comp- they go from company to company to company to company, you know, when in reality, they should just be going one company and that company should be capturing them for the, and a lot of you guys in the construction business listen to this show, you're shaking your head. You don't know the construction. Motherfucker, I know it better than you. Mm-hmm. Promise you that. Okay? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> if you want to win, listen to me. If you don't, I don't fucking care. Yeah, man. That's, that's square pegs in a circle hole right there. Yeah, man. They're also the <laughs> hardest people to teach, those guys. Yeah. They know everything. Mm-hmm. They know everything. Yeah. You try to fucking tell one of these GC shit, they know everything. Yep. Hey. Okay. <laughs> Can't learn new shit. Can't get better if you know everything. It's impossible. Guys, our third and final question for Andy. Andy, question number three. Uh, Andy, I own a boutique uh, in upstate New York, and the majority of my customer base is very liberal. Uh, recently, I lost a few customers because they were offended with my Instagram content, which was very pro-freedom, uh, pro-America oriented. Uh, with the economy the way it is and the fact that I'm still a very, very small business, the thought of losing a customer is terrifying. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the same time, I don't want to encourage the wokeness. So should I lay off the political type of pose for a while to avoid losing more customers? Or is it What better kind of to- customers do you want? Mm-hmm. What kind of customers do you want? Do you want customers that are going to hold you hostage for the rest of your fucking life? Do you want customers that you have to dance around their fucking feelings? Do you want customers that believe in shit you don't believe? Or would you rather have customers that actually enjoyed you 100%? Would you rather have customers that, that stood behind you 100%? Would you rather have customers that believed and aligned with what you feel is right? That's what you need to think about. Okay, because I'm going to tell you this. This is the most valuable lesson you ever learn in fucking life or business. 50% of the motherfuckers out there are, have a propensity to not like you. There's 50% that have a propensity to like you. And right now, it's more like 20% and 80% if you're a pro-freedom person. Right. Okay, just to give you the real stats on it. Yeah. Your job, from a marketing standpoint, should be not to please 
the 50% that are not prone to liking you. And it should be instead to make the 50% who are more in line with you to love you. Right. That's the effective strategy. The way people become nothing, become irrelevant, and disappear from reality is by trying to serve all of those people and make them like them. Because what it creates is a lukewarm business or a lukewarm brand that nobody actually cares about. Right. Okay. So while you may lose a customer or two, you have to think about the long term. And where is the trend going? Right. And what does the data say? Well, I can tell you this. Disney's one of the worst performing stocks. If not, I'm pretty sure the worst performing stock on the fucking stock market. Super liberal. Netflix just fucking got their asses kicked for two years because of their woke shit. Fired their fucking liberal people. You know, I'm I'm not talking about regular liberal people. I'm talking about the fucking crazy ones. Right. Okay. So like, don't fucking at me. Right, the ones that are giving you shit about the post you're making. What what other data? I mean, there's 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 unlimited amounts of data, and since she listens to the show, clearly, you know, I've said it all. What it is, Mm -hmm. CNN Plus closed in fucking two weeks. They they just got a new owner who made them quit saying all this shit. Right. All right, bro. Fucking uh, Buzz Lightyear (laughs) just had like the worst opening for Disney ever. Yep. Like the woke shit is over. So if you're catering to it still, or if you're still afraid of it, even if you lost one or two customers, those one or two customers are going to get fucking basically whatever, however it happens, they're going to realize that they're on the minority eventually. Mm -hmm. And people are going to want to stand with pro America, pro freedom uh, companies. And at a very least, I'm going to be real with you. I don't want people that fucking don't align with the shit I say. Like if you don't, if you don't think that America should be pro freedom, and you don't think that we should all be equal and you don't think that it doesn't matter what skin color we are, that we're all the same. And what matters is the content of our character. Like if you don't think that we should pay less taxes, like if you don't, if you're not in line with the shit that I talk about, you know, and you still want to shop with me, cool. I really appreciate that. But if you want to go somewhere else, I understand that too. It would be upset. Yeah. 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 So like, I understand that like that may feel different because you think I don't care about my customers, but fuck dude, I don't like it either. Right. But I'm not going to walk my whole life on eggshells about who I am and what I believe because at the end of the day, bro, I'm true to myself. It ain't about this fucking business. Now, it just so happens that I feel like what I believe is where most Americans are at this time, Yep. at least for the most part. You may disagree with the thing or two I say or how I say it, and probably more so how I say it is what you disagree with. Yeah, no shit. Let's be real, yeah. all right? But at the end of the day, bro, no matter if you love me or hate me, You're on my motherfucking team. You just don't know it yet. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I want people to support my companies that are on my team that say, Hey, there's a guy that's, that's actually has the guts to speak up. And you know what? The real it's it. That's how it works. Okay. The, the pro America, pro freedom companies are winning. They are fucking growing massively fast. Mm -hmm. Okay. We're one of them. And every single company that I own people support. I mean, I know because they write in and say it in our fucking, right. you know, like, they, dude, it's a, it's, we get fucking hundreds of those messages every fucking day. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, from a pure business aspect, it's a good strategy. Um, I understand that you feel, like, upset someone left. But at the end of the day, how do you want to live? Mm-hmm. You want to live hiding the truth? Do you want to live being something that you're not? 
Do you want to live walking on eggshells around people? Or would you rather just be who you are and let the dust settle where it is and be happy? Mm-hmm. Because the people that like me, bro, like they, and they come from all walks of life, motherfucker. Like it ain't fucking you guys, all the fucking far left can have lots of labels for DJ and I. <laughs> bro, when I when I do an event, it's all kinds of people. It's fucking black people, it's white people, it's everybody else. It's gay people, it's trans people, it's lesbian people, it's all this shit. It's a pretty diverse audience. Yeah. Okay? So, I don't know. I, I, think, I think maybe the right call here is just to, you know, make this the time that you transition from hiding in the shadows to being open with who you are. That's on the right. Yeah, and that's what I think. I would go harder. Yep. Yep. In my opinion. Because, dude, when you get that 50% that we talk about to love you, now they're advocating for you. It's true loyalty. People that love you advocate for you. Yep. Right? Yeah. So if you're less than that because you're trying to appease someone that's really not going to like anything you do anyway, you're missing a major opportunity by just being who you are, you would win. Mm-hmm. Authenticity is the most valuable thing in business. Mm-hmm. Authenticity. People think authenticity is how you present it. No, authenticity is who the fuck you actually are. It's not how you present it. It's not cursing. It's not rawness. It's who you are. Yeah. are you, do you believe this or do you not believe this? I think authenticity is going to become the most valuable, appreciated trait for the people that have the courage to live that way. Mm. You heard it here first. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> listen, I think it's one of my major strong points is I have, I'm who I am on the show and in real life and everywhere in between. Yeah. You know, and that, that's why people love Trump. Trump's who the fuck he is. Yep. Okay. So you look at the biggest fucking stars like Rogan. Rogan's very authentic dude. When he agrees, he says yes. When he doesn't agree, he says no. Jordan Peterson, same thing. Massive influence in society. When he agrees, he says yes. When he doesn't agree, he says no. And they don't apologize. I'm sorry that you, I mean, Rogan kind of apologized with his video, but it wasn't really an apology. It was just more of an explanation, which is okay. Hey, I, but you know, like we are who the fuck we are. And guess what? Not everybody's going to agree with everything I say, and I'm not going to agree with every good thing DJ says or fucking Madat says or fucking Joe says or Keith says who's in this room right now. But if you're not who you are, how do you know? Like, dude, like this woman who owns this store. Like, if you never try to be authentic, how do you know that you wouldn't have been a fucking superstar? Like, don't you think that would be a major regret for you? Like, at the end of your life, when you're, like, fucking 70, you know, or fucking whatever, how 300 years old, if we all get the adrenochrome? I don't fucking know. But I'm just saying, like, motherfucker, I don't want to die wondering, like, how good I really was if I just would have been who the fuck I was. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, there's zero regrets there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of people are afraid to live authentically because of the political social pressure that's been placed upon them for the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many people right now that understand that what's happening is wrong, but aren't speaking out about it because they feel like still it's unsafe to say that because you'd be labeled all these things, bro. 
all the arrows have been shot. <laughs> like that shit's about to switch yeah, real quick. <laughs> yeah, like the arrows have been shot, the bazookas have been blown up. It wasn't that bad. We're still mm -hmm. alive. Now fucking be proud to be an American, dude. Be proud to be fucking free. Be proud to judge people on the content of their fucking character, not on their fucking skin color. Be proud of that shit. Don't fucking hide that. We need more of that, not less. Yeah. It's the right thing. Anyway. Oh, that's real, man. Guys, Andy, that is three. Let's go pay the fee. Yeah. Went from sleeping on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in a cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her own.